0: Welcome back to Illuminating Anorexia, Eating Disorders, Self and Body Issues. This is Michelle Sparks. Thanks so much for your company today. And I want to start with a question. Have you ever been wrong about something? Have you ever ever asserted a certain truth only to discover you're wrong? Well, case in point. Right now, a building has been demolished from in front of where I live. And I have always said, and really believed, that a view is overrated. You know, having a view is overrated. Well, guess what? I was wrong. (laughs) I can now see just a most beautiful little bay called Cabbage Tree Bay, and it is just stunning. So, I was wrong. I didn't know I was wrong until I got new information, until I had a new experience. And that's my question to us today, is have you ever been wrong about something? I mean, that's a easy case in point. Sometimes there are much bigger issues at hand. But you know what? I actually find it very liberating to be wrong. I find it very humbling but liberating to... Really get in touch with my finiteness and my fallibility and my flawed humanity. That may sound really strange if you haven't heard that sort of speaking before, but instead of actually being fearful, it makes me grateful and very liberated. It makes me, it frees me to be authentic, to be who I am. You know, I was talking. Uh, a podcast or so ago about losing perfectionism. And it really is a wonderful journey to lose this overrated notion of needing to be perfect. And you know, that sounds basic, doesn't it? Because I think all of us could probably agree intellectually that perfection is impossible and perfection doesn't exist or we cannot get to perfection. We cannot reach perfection. I suppose with some mathematical equations, you can have this incredible accuracy and there is, you know, we we do strive towards some very high standards and thank God we do. Like if you think about aircraft traveling, if you think about surgeons operating, if you think about people working with um, high voltage electricity or anything, you know, uh, building a building and you, you want accuracy. You want uh, a measure of certainty. But there's a lot outside that mathematical uh, precision. I mean, we're still learning, aren't we? We're still learning. We're still exploring physics and chemistry. There's still so much we don't know. There's a wonderful scripture somewhere that says, um, we see through a glass darkly. We don't see everything Fully, we don't understand fully. We know in part, we don't know fully, but certainly we can strive to know more. But the other side of that is it's really liberating, especially in our humanity, in our frail and flawed humanity, to take the pressure off feeling like you need to be perfect, that you need to know perfectly, that you need to perform perfectly, that you need to behave perfectly, that you need to look perfectly, whatever that may be in your mind, it's such a liberating thing to be wrong, to be flawed, to be fallible, to admit that. And if it involves someone else to say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I was wrong about that and that actually had a consequence for you. You know, I've been tuning in. I, I don't think if you're in Australia, you could not tune in to there's, um, you know, there's been talk about having a plebiscite, a national vote, um, giving people a vote on whether or not gay, ma- gay marriage or marriage should be that equality in gay marriage. And, you know, it's a really heated debate. And I think, I think what happens sometimes when we forget our frail and flawed and common humanity the common humanity that we share we can really push an agenda we can push our rights and not always be in a posture that allows open and respectful dialogue they're terms that I really love open and respectful dialogue I've got a lot of thoughts going around in my mind at the moment but see if I can draw this together You know me, I I do tend to go around the world, but hopefully I'll draw something together that might be of use to you, or interest to you, or something that you can just chew over, think about, hit me up with some questions or feedback. You know, we're going to think differently, you and I. We're going to see the world differently. No two people think the same. No two people have exactly the same experience. You can belong to a political party, or a religious faith group, or anything, But you will find that in that group, nobody thinks, really, they don't think and believe and see and experience life exactly the same. We may have some common values, we may share some common beliefs, but we are all journeying and we are all finite and we are all flawed and we are all frail. And that's my understanding of humanity, the way we've been created. It does come from a faith space for me, which is so interesting, isn't it? Because so often people see a faith space, a Christian space, as being self-righteous and pushing an agenda and trying to impose beliefs and and, and things on other people. But that's not how I see it or understand it at all. And I definitely don't see any space as a Christian to be self-righteous. There is just no space for that in my understanding at all because I know my humanity. I know my frailty. I know my flawedness. I know my finiteness. And actually I find it liberating. And I find it really healing to be accepted and loved and chosen by, uh, by God in my frail, flawed humanity. And not to feel like I now need to be perfect all of a sudden because I I have connected or reconnected with the God who created me. I don't find I I I do the best I can to not hurt others and to help others to live the best life I can live. But I know in my humanity I am flawed and finite. I fall short. I mess up. I have I'm selfish I'm proud there's so many things that if I'm really honest if I have a mirror facing back at me I need to be I find I need to be very slow to speak and very quick to hear and yeah I I find myself speaking a lot less these days and being a lot less forthright and a lot more humble and a lot more open to hearing what other people have to say and how's it, how they see and how they think. And, you know, I was listening, so back to the gay marriage debate. I just happened to see a YouTube clip of this girl called Millie Fontana. And she is the donor child of a lesbian couple. And she's grown up now. She'd be in her early 20s, I would say. But, you know, she was just putting forth her view as a young adult who's been raised in um, a family, a lesbian, raised by um, two lesbians, and the donor child of, obviously, a male. And she talks about that. And, And to be honest, I would say that's the first time I have heard that side of the story or that view expressed in the public domain. And anyway... I guess I'm thinking about how quick people are our, in our humanity. We very often in our defensiveness, in our fear, in our uh, rights, we think we have these rights, but we don't always respect other people's rights to have a view, to think differently, to see differently, but to do that in a way... That is respectful. I mean, I think this is, you know, we live in a world that there's lots of tensions and lots of division. And yet there's lots of common ground too and lots of lots of wonderful things. So I'm talking about being wrong. I'm talking about the liberating, uh, f- how I feel liberated by that reality rather than um, driven by that reality. I feel, I feel, I I. I feel inspired to try and live the best life I can live, and to live a life that is has meaning, as I understand it, and is, and is helpful, and is, you know. I've discovered also that I can't, I can't go helping people 24/7. I burn out. I get angry. I get resentful. I, I'm not. I'm not God. I'm not the savior of the world. I'm not perfect. I'm so far from that. But You know, there's this kind of juggling, balancing act. What am I trying to say here? So many things. I was also thinking, so then I thought about Millie and her story, and I thought, wow, you know, there's another example of people, myself included, thinking you know a certain thing or you've got certain ideas, which is fine. We all do, and we... we, we want to have a space that is safe and respectful to express those views without being bullied or humiliated or shamed to not be able to actually explore. You know, if we have to all know the truth fully and to arrive at it and not speak until we get there, gosh, we can't even talk. We can't even have a conversation. And, you know, when I've put together the 4x4 Freedom Express, when I've been putting together that program, which is now available online if you're interested... Um, But as I've been putting that together, one of the things that I really enjoy is just to teach in a space that allows open, respectful dialogue. I don't want to impose my ideas. I want to share thoughts that I've discovered to be helpful. I want to open them up for other people that they may be able to dialogue with, take into their own frame of reference, work with, disagree with do whatever they need to but find their own way forward there are things that are true i haven't got i'm not the the author of truth i don't have all truth within myself but i do you know there are things that i believe and then i discover hey i was wrong for instance i believed that a view was overrated but that's because I'd never seen or experienced a view from my where I live. And to be honest, it's fantastic. It's not overrated. I can totally understand why people pay a lot of money for a lovely view or they love to sit with a lovely view. I mean, I love to do that too. But I've never thought about renting or being in property just for the view because I suppose I think you can always lose it, which of course you can, but that's not a reason not to enjoy it. Okay. I'm going to come back because I can tell that I'm going a little bit round the world here and I want to keep this short. But if you're interested in hearing a bit more about this concept about the liberating truth of not being right, not having to be perfect, and what does that mean for us in the eating disordered space, come back and I'll be right with you. Okay.